what conditions stipulations magic tricks or manipulations interjecting conversation Dr. Holden in the house all right oh, no. how dare you <laughs> What have you done? <laughs> All the crimes. I hope you're somewhere praying. Ooh, praying. Yeah. I hope your soul is changing. Uh. Changing. I hope you find your peace. What? What? Falling on your knees. Praying. Oh my God, is Kesha here? That's she's right. not because she's living in legal hell right it's now. It's Mancha here to man sing <laughs> Kesha's song. Oh, get songs. out of here, Mancha. Man- that's the last thing we need in this episode. <laughs> all right. You guys, thank you guys so much for joining. Yes, we are all here together. Remember the Lady Gaga trial yes. episode? Lady we Gaga. Are back. I would love a Lady Gaga one. No. Yeah, no, the Britney Spears. Like Britney. Oh, but God. Let's do God, a Lady Gaga been, one in the future. I've been living yeah. in the world of what Gaga has said about Kesha. Yeah. I had no yeah. idea Gaga was as huge of a figure in this whole fucking story yeah. as Who she is. Who deposed Gaga thinking that she was going to be like a slam dunk against Kesha. I, I mean, like, oh yeah, she loves sexists and she'll she'll be our ace in the hole. Um, yes, we should also explain uh, or, or introduce all yeah. these voices. Uh, so this is another uh, exceedingly persuasive pop, page seven pop history crossover episode because we got to talk about the legals, y'all. And we need the mm. smarts to talk to the dumb. There it is. Yes, please. I was, I was so fun exp- trying to explain share screen to McKenzie just now because I'm like, oh, it's so fun to feel like I'm a little like smarter than someone who's definitely smarter than me. So. No, we debunked the smarter theory <laughs> swiftly. So. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I, I is Holden. We've got Jackie and Natalie from Page Seven Pop History. Hello. And then we have uh, Mackenzie and Brooke from Exceedingly Persuasive. Depending on which guys. feed you're Hi listening y'all. to, you're like, I already know this, or I, I already know this other side of it. Exactly. So, I think we have a pretty good Venn diagram crossover of listeners. Crossover! Hell yeah. And thank you guys so much for coming on to explain to us what the hell is going on with this Kesha trial. Because I will say... I'm so glad that we had made this decision before we did the last Kesha episode because Mm -hmm. in looking through all of what she has been through since the beginning of this trial against Dr. Luke, I I still, I actually don't understand how it has lasted this long and how she keeps losing. Mm -hmm. I don't get it and I'm excited to talk to you guys about this today because it seems like the motherfucker is guilty and they should probably break the contracts. And there's, yeah, and there's also other side questions I have yeah. that I don't understand. Oh, yeah, because yeah, now you have a couple different cases going. You have at least two states involved because it moved from California mm. to New York. And this is actually a perfect time for me to say my, my up top qualifier that the New York case is actually pending in the courthouse where I work. So I can't comment on pending litigation in that it's case. It's so crazy. God. I didn't even, we didn't know that when we invited you to do this. I so didn't either. <laughs> I'm glad you found out. Lindsay, stop being such a lawyer about it. <laughs> so my plan is I can look at facts and I can state the law and I can juxtapose them together and then you guys give me the conclusions. I think it'll be uh, 
fairly so i can i can yeah. say anything i want about yes. it right oh, yeah. okay and yeah. then you can just you just have to sit there and take it <laughs> but you're gonna have to put it yep. into to, to tiny words though because half of this stuff that <laughs> i've read size. over and over again i'm like i don't know what it means what does it mean okay i take objection to that because i did not know subject? by the way oh objection objection <laughs> no, the okay. tiny gavel so i did not know jackie that you did the ib program which I also did, and Kesha also did. <gasps> We're just did. like Kesha. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> We're so all it was like just a nerdy. Like it was a nerdy program designed for diplomats' children to like not have to change their curriculum when they move different countries. Um, Which is why Jackie did it for yeah, sure. Yeah, that is. I am. <laughs> I know, a, my family like, <laughs> are just filled with dignitaries. Yeah. Um, I will uh-huh. say, there's nothing dignified about anyone in my family. Please check out last podcast on the left, <laughs> where my brother um, is a host on there. <laughs> Did he do IP too? He did. Hot damn. All yep. right. Well, oh, yeah. We're a little. So I used to be smart and then I smoked the brain away. <laughs> but um, that's, that's why we have is, you guys yeah. here. And thank you mm. so much, Mackenzie and Brooke, for being here. Um, I would love thank to Thank you go for having through. us. It's going to be it, fun. Right? Well, fun is a relative. Fun. Uh, we're going to learn a lot. Which, speaking of which, I want to. we should probably go ahead and say right okay, up top. Okay, Mansha. What are you going to explain to all of us? I want to mansplain <laughs> the fact the that we warning. will. The trigger warning. I'm here yes. to mansplain the trigger warning. Uh, so a trigger warning, by the way, y'all, is when like someone says something and it applies Whoa, to someone's I'm past. I'm explain something to you, mister. We just want to remind you that this is going to be a sensitive episode. Yes. We will be discussing assault in many different ways. We will be talking about unjust trials as well. If you're so triggered yeah. by that. This um, is not triggered a happy ending, that. so there's not that, uh, yeah, that that revenge well, story. It could be it a could happy be. ending. It's yeah. a pending, pending story. This is true, this is true. It's a pending but ending. There's a lot of tough blows that happen uh, throughout this story that were unexpected in my research. I was like, yeah. seriously? Can we give this human a break for Please. two seconds? Just for a second. Now, I would love to start off before we get into the trial with Holden's recap of where we where we are at. Because mm-hmm. insanely enough, because in the last episode, we didn't talk about all of this stuff. This has been riddled in her career since the beginning. Dr. Luke is who got her to really give up everything, to drop out of high school, give it all a shot. And he was a horrible mentor to her. From the very start, since she was wait, sorry, what, drop 17? out of IB. Yeah, oh, they had yeah. Drop out of the, the illustrious out. IB. Pro- uh, the B- I know. She's it no has friend got- of mine. Look at how far I've come with the IB program. <laughs> Look at what I've built over here. <laughs> grabbing your breasts every Friday. I'm always for grabbing 200 breasts. people. <laughs> but yeah. I will say, I am covered in glitter, just like Kesha. So maybe that's part of the IB Fantastic. program that we didn't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. So there you go. <laughs> so hold it. If you could please just give us a rundown sure. of, of where we're starting this. Story. Yeah, just like the, the the real quick rundown, 2005, Kesha is uh, 18 years old, gets a demo tape in the hands of Lucas Gottwald, a.k.a. Dr. Luke, who convinces her to move to Nashville, from Nashville to Los Angeles, signs her to a six-album deal, binding her to his recording and publishing companies, Cash Money, you're going to hear some of these, right? Uh, I think it's Cash Money. Cash Money. Prescription songs you're going to hear. When we say prescription songs, that's referring to publishing company. Uh, at the time, Dr. Luke, best known for producing Kelly Clarkson's Since You've Been God. 
uh, and uh, which is fantastic. Wallace. And Wallace Kelly Clarkson's going to have a couple fucking things to say about yeah, old Dr. Luke. Everybody yeah. hates working yeah. with him, even yes. other producers, except for one that I will get into when we talk about the celebrity testimony. Interesting. Uh, oh. Uh, and then back in 2012, Kesha put out her second full-length album, a studio album, Warrior. The first one was Animal, uh, and was supposed to do a collab with the Flaming Lips, which I lament because I wish I could have heard this album, uh, Lipsha, in 2013. This is around when things get a little rocky. That album's canceled. Uh, and the artists involved clearly don't want that to happen. Uh, there's even a moment, I think we'll talk about this later, where Kesha even says, like, I didn't really want to do Die Young, or I didn't want to have those lyrics oh, right. in it, which it makes me sad, because I love how dark and fucked up that pop song. is oh, one of my favorite pop songs. Oh, isn't that the Sandy Hook thing? The Sandy Hook yeah, yeah, like, right yeah. on the heels of that, it was released. I, I will say is one, uh, one of my favorites of hers, but I also get I the timing and everything, and... and uh, Still, if it was against her wishes a little bit, yeah, that she sucks. said she didn't want yeah. to sing it. And uh, and in January of 2014, Kesha checked into rehab for bulimia nervosa, and while there, she began working on her third studio album and got out two months later. So that's like the broad strokes, but we're gonna like pull the carp all the way back to 2005 and talk about some. Sexual assault. <laughs> uh oh, it is more fun when you say it like that. <laughs> I just got a, I just got a thrill. Yeah. <laughs> Who's ready to talk about some upsetting things? Yes, this is when we get really upsetting immediately. So here we go. Let me just give the rundown, yeah. the broad. We're strokes. gonna try to keep it light. We're gonna yeah, not yeah. go too. Dark and dirty. Yeah, we're going to get too crazy with it. But I will say, 2005, Kesha and Dr. Luke went to, uh, by the way, we're going to have to remember to say allegedly a lot. Okay? So just remember about the whole allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, we know he's very Sue happy. So we're going (laughs) to pepper liberally with allegedly. He seems to really enjoy it as a hobby. Yeah. How many times did he sue her back? (laughs) Uh, So Kesha and Dr. Luke uh, uh, allegedly, I don't know, I'll say it there, I guess, went to Nikki Hilton's birthday party at Paris Hilton's Hollywood Hills home. According to the lawsuit, Dr. Luke allegedly gave Kesha the date rape drug GHB, describing it to her as, quote, sober pills, and took her back to his hotel room, allegedly, and raped her, quote, raped her while she was unconscious. That's from the the lawsuit, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, The complaint. Wasn't his side of the story that um, he that she got drunk and they went back to the hotel room and then he basically says that like she did stay at his hotel, but she was just like sleeping in the other room while yes. he was on the couch. Mm. Like, so he admits that she was actually in his hotel room and that yes. she did stay there that he's, night. He's he saying it was like oh, a, was promising, on the couch the whole time. a promising young woman kind of scenario. It's like yeah, you didn't remember, totally. but it was actually really innocent. Totally, yeah. totally. And Re- even yeah. though the next morning when Kesha is very openly saying how, and I, unfortunately, I do feel that if you have a vagina, you unfortunately may have felt this before of knowing when a yeah. something was put inside of you mm. when yeah. you did not want it or were not ready yeah. for it. And that is something that she alleged the next morning was what she was experiencing. In fact, immediately she called her mom. Yes, she's she had the close. mom quote. She's very That's close good. to her mother. That's good that we have a contemporaneous um, report that strengthens because... Even what you're saying, Jackie, is absolutely true on a a personal, practical level. Um, But if you're looking back at something and one person says one thing, one says the other, it's kind of a balance of evidence. Um, So the contemporaneous report, even if it's to somebody close to her... it, it does tend to bolster the claim a little bit. Right. So yes, her mother gets a call yeah. from her the next day and reported that Keisha said, I don't even think I have to say allegedly here because this is her report. 
She, mm. she reported that Kesha said, Mom, I don't know where I am. I think we had sex. I'm sore and sick. I don't know where my clothes are. I think I need to go to the hospital. Mom, I just want to sing. I don't want to be a rape case victim. I just want to get my music out. I didn't follow my instincts. It um, is interesting, yeah. and a lot of what I see when I'm reading about all of this is the idea of the good girl versus the bad girl. And this uh, started at the beginning of her career. Yes, it's exactly what we saw with Britney Spears, where they're like, Yeah, it's funny. Oh, the- Yes, the 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 horrible the comparisons of yep. how it could be reminded of another pop star that it is down to the fact that still to this day it's like well look at her yeah I mean she's partying she's all party the time yeah. she's yeah. wearing crazy makeup and she's talking about you know drinking Jack Daniels when she's brushing her teeth and it starts what did here. she expect what yeah. did she expect I actually personally was was dosed with uh ghb before uh and you also really know when it happens the next day because you you feel like um you feel like you've been thrown off the side of a mountain like it doesn't feel like a hangover and it is the most bizarre like horrifying i was i was very fortunately not assaulted but um i woke up in a place that i had never seen before like i i don't black out and it was a it was a it was like waking i was in a spaceship and was dropped into somebody's home that i had never ever been before and and so you know if she woke up it wasn't yeah, sober oh they sobered her up (laughs) it's the difference right so with ghb you are like functioning like you're fully i was out at a bar like for hours and met people and stuff and if you're taking if you're given roofies you kind of will like fall asleep almost you're like incapacitated ghb like you're you're just like you look like a functioning person so that's i think the the weird joke connection he made to sober pills Uh is like well, she was still up. She was doing uh-huh. stuff. And this know? is also in the same yeah. time when her, this is supposed to be her producer. This is supposed to be she's very young. And allegedly, Dr. Luke would boast and brag to Kesha about how he liked to take girls out on a first date, get them as drunk as possible, and fuck them in the ass. Mm-hmm. And these are the kind of things that a full-grown man is saying to shouldn't an 18... 18- say. You shouldn't say. Yeah. Also... Can we just say on a professional level? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know, Holden. I know we're always joshing about those kind of things. <laughs> but, but I mean, that's the kind of thing that when you're young, because I had an experience with a boss when I was 18, and he used to take my phone if I texted at work and look for naked photos on it and not give uh, it back. And at the time, when you're 18 mm-hmm. and you're kind of cool guy boss, right. wants to be your friend, you're like, oh, geez, I guess I'm I'm old now. I'm cool. He's my friend. Um, and you know, I mean, obviously this is a little different because in the moment she knew it was wrong, but in terms of ramping up to that level of harassment and grooming somebody to be okay with that environment and why they don't say more. And also just trusting him to, um, give her a pill, even if she, even if she said okay to taking a a pill from him that he clearly lied about what it was, um, allegedly, (laughs) uh, (laughs) 
allegedly. Just even, like, being put in that circumstance at that age is really fucked up and um, wrong. And he potentially was controlling or at least advising other things that she was consuming at the time. So you do have a kind of consistency, like, this is how we do a juice cleanse. This is what you eat at this time of day. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of an atmosphere of trust. We don't want to forget he he also controlled her weight very heavily. And it's also the idea that in... The entertainment business, I, I would say, as someone that works in the entertainment business, I can't speak for others on my own uh, personal experience, is that it is the idea of you should just be happy that you're here. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. threat, living under the threat of trying to be creative and trying to just have fun, but under the constant threat of I can end you any fucking yeah. second. And yeah. like you owe me. And that's not mm-hmm. illegal. I don't know how it's not, yeah. but that kind of psychological torture is not illegal, or so says all of these trials that are about yeah. to start. And it's probably common. It's probably, again, I can't speak to it because I'm not in that industry, but I, I do picture things like uh, strongly encouraged diets or um, image control, stylist choices, things like that are very common. And it is a cutthroat industry. So yeah. when somebody says, be grateful you're here and do everything to stay, there's kind of a spectrum of where that is true. And then where it becomes, wait a second, now you're prescribing my meals. And right. you, yeah. I have been told apart. to my face, you need to either lose 50 pounds or gain 50 Which pounds. Is because you're ridiculous yeah. the way you are and I can't sell you. What the fuck does that supposed to mean? Go yeah. fuck yourself. And what do you do with that? Yeah. yeah. What mean, do you yeah. do with that? Oh, do you cry and cry okay. and cry and binge drink for three weeks? <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. And guess what? I lost some weight. Are you happy, hey. motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, I think that like our our whole understanding and like the the conversation around consent has evolved so much in the last um, few years. And you know, we saw Monica Lewinsky um, kind of get the, that that whole story. Um, kind of get a different a different a, sp- a different spin on it where people were like, wow, it's actually really messed up that someone who when she was so young, someone who had was the gatekeeper to her career and had so much power mm-hmm. over her, um, convinced her to be in a in a sexual relationship with him, and she was actually the victim there, and and she wasn't a homewrecker or whatever. And I think that there's a similar thing that's going on with Kesha where it's like, um, not only with the alleged sexual assault, but with the way with creative control over her, with um, certain bullying that we'll talk about later, uh, you have to look at the power dynamic and the fact that he was gatekeeping her entire career, her access to money, her access, which, which you know, is food, is is housing, is security. And success. And, I mean, yeah, you can even absolutely. put it at a higher level. That I want to do well. I want to be famous. I want to be great. Right. Yeah, but she was, he was her in. Yeah. And I think there is a, there is, when you are in a situation like that, um, Consent gets really muddy in, in in even like the best circumstances. Not even talking about a, a case like this, which is um, her, the way she reported it mm. was clear sexual assault. Well, so it also goes to show of how you can be so scared and told not to say anything because mm-hmm. you want your career to go on. Because right after this is when all of this begins when she is featured she's in right round the song that she is not building and made no money from so at a time when she had no money in her account dr luke is the one that did that to her Mm -hmm. of of already showing out the gate 
what are you going to fucking do? Mm-hmm. I already yeah. said, it's like, okay, I'm doing all these. I can control all of these yeah. things. And he was successful. I mean, I, I don't think that that's a matter of opinion. Right. Um, we'll get into the public figure distinction later. That's which weird. Is a little more interpretive, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But the fact is, he did Since You've Been Gone. If it were just that, and it wasn't just that. He did a lot of other songs, yeah. too, worked with other artists. But if it had just been that, it's like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. He can make me a star or he can decide not to. Mm. Um, and I'm 18. So, yeah. <laughs> right. A baby. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's well aware of that. And he, he's, mm-hmm. he, he wants to use that power dynamic for his own needs, obviously. Yeah. And that'll get interesting with the contract Allegedly. element, too. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. It seems that he might have been aware of it. It yeah. might appear to the court. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about this first lawsuit. I think we, you know, I definitely want to spend yeah. more time on the later ones, but let's get through this. In 2006, Kesha signs a management deal with DAS Communications, and DAS claims to have found Kesha a deal at Warner Brothers. Uh, then Kesha abruptly leaves her contract with DAS and goes back to Dr. Luke, which kind of screams uh, controlling behavior. Oh. Did mm-hmm. she break that contract? Uh, uh, it says uh, all I saw in my and the verbiage was Kesha abruptly leaves her contract, but may, huh. that could be. It that could be, see that being yeah. something that folks might use as evidence later if she did break that one. Say she has a pattern, which not to speak to the. The merits of it. But. Right, 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 right. Uh, according to her mother, Kesha told her that, quote, Dr. Luke just called me and I have 24 hours to fire my lawyer and my managers and go back with him. Anytime oh, I get a contract, he's going to come forward and basically say he owns me. What do I do? So I guess that so, answers your question of what, how yeah, that Yeah, a little bit. Um, DAS keeps assisting Kesha, though. Like, I guess maybe... She just kind of has DAS in the pocket. She's Except still... they, don't they fuck her over after this? Well, so yeah. So so Kesha, from this point forward, uh, is still kind of working with DAS, probably on the down low from Dr. Luke. Despite the termination of the contract, Kesha then gets featured on that Right Round song, and then her big breakthrough hit with TikTok and the release of her first album, Animal, happens. Then, in 2010, DAS sues Kesha for $14 million in unpaid ah. commissions. On work, the company claims it got Kesha after they ended the contract. Contract and also sues Dr. Luke for $12 million for allegedly interfering in their partnership with Kesha. So maybe they weren't helping her. They were using her? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I don't I don't think necessarily <laughs> DAS is any better, but it doesn't. Yeah, but either way. Uh, like that just, they thought there was an understanding that they would be compensated for whatever they were doing. Right, so. right, right. Managers. Of the, managers. I mean, it, yeah. yeah it, the whole- <laughs> if she had no one really helping her with representation they probably also just took advantage of her in a way um this is what sucks in a less personal way more of a regular old corporate Hmm. way in show business you are desperate until you don't have to be anymore and so it gets you in these really shitty sticky situations i feel like i've done so many things that now i look back yeah "Yeah, why did i put myself into that that situation i never would have gone out in the middle of nowhere to do you know what i mean like it's so many things where you're just like why did i why would i say yes or feel bad for saying no but but until you have any amount of work like it just kind of happens all of a sudden you have all this work but until then you're just like i'll do anything yeah, i just right. want to be a star you and know i think I mean? that there is a level of earning your place and and being mm. committed to doing things like um you know shadowing somebody or like uh learning from somebody in a way where you're like maybe you're on set but you're not getting like a full rate if it's helping you and but there's it's a really hard it's a blurry line and it gets crossed all the time 
And it's really hard to tell young people in the industry how to distinguish which is which. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's even hard to tell yourself because yeah, some it's fluid. You don't need them; they need you, and that's impossible and though to convince never... yourself when you're fucking sleeping like on right. a couch. Absolutely, like... <laughs> and especially if the people, your mentors around you and stuff. I've had a lot of this with the stunt community where they they're they're helping you in a way, but then sometimes they take that to a level of ownership, which yeah. we oh, see yeah, here. Yeah. The question of what is exploitation versus what is paying your dues? What right. is actually yes. right. like getting right. your foot in the door right. Right. versus like what is people taking advantage of you? Yes. Right. That line is really thin and blurry. Very yes. blurry. And the nature of the beast is that all of these people are very, very young because that's mm-hmm. what consumers slash the industry have decided yeah. is hot. Well, it's so, also there. It's also the easiest market to take advantage of. Yeah, which no, is, that's mm-hmm. true too. So yes. everybody wins on the power side. And also outside of just the idea of being in in the entertainment business, it's like how many people do you know that aren't involved in the entertainment business yeah. that have been assaulted and never told anyone? Yeah, because the yeah. system yep. is flawed. Because there's nowhere well, that for quote people I to just go. Read, right? Yeah, and it's she even said I recently had signed my life away to this man. Yeah, and I was embarrassed mm. and terrified and ashamed and sick and confused because it's also the idea of. What did I just do? Right. And yeah. this is who I'm in, you know, proverbial bed with. Mm-hmm. Now I've just signed my life over to this person. By the way, Jackie, I just want to formally apologize for when I to- told you you either needed to gain or lose weight. That was, I, I, you, <laughs> you need to get oh, out no, of my April, life, April man. Real estate? Is this an April real estate <laughs> Get out of here. Dr. Holden. Um, so according to the- Jackie, tw- you're perfect. Thank <laughs> according, you. According to the 2011 deposition, Kesha allegedly alerted people as far back as 2005 that Dr. Luke, quote, engaged in uh, certain unethical and unlawful actions against her and that she did not want Gottwald to be part of her career going forward. She also, in this case, this is all just stuff that that they're going to use later in the other case. She also, in this case, testified under oath that, quote, Dr. Luke never made sexual advances at me or gave her drugs and forced sex on her. And this is going to be the, like, linchpin for Dr. Luke's. But that's 2011 that she's saying that under oath. So even if you do look at the fact that a lot of victims, and this is a strict statement on, on victimology that oftentimes... If they are still under somebody's control, they aren't going to disclose that. It's a very intentional and long decision to disclose that sort of thing. So not necessarily in a deposition on another case are you going to admit criminal conduct. But um, even all that aside with victim behavior and a lot of misconceptions that that the public has about that, um, it possible that certain things happened after this deposition so yeah right and also their lawyers for Kesha during this have argued that Luke had threatened her safety and livelihood on multiple times for her to not say the truth as well meanwhile her mom so, is there saying she called me right okay. after it happened yeah. so even in that trial or in that deposition or I don't know how far it got but Whatever sworn statements, it sounds like people are raising questions. There was some coercion going on, which is the same problem because he has this power dynamic over her. And coercion can be grounds to void a contract, which will become relevant later. And don't Uh, worry, PB, uh, Kesha's mom's also going to get sued several times. Oh, yeah, Yeah. PB, yeah. PB? PB. Like peanut butter, but spelled Mm P-E-B-E. PB. Kesha and PB. Eventually, so the outcome of this is that uh, this is Kesha's first L, by the way, of of our story. Kesha is ordered to pay a little over half the money DAS was suing her for. 
Um, How much was that? I have. Uh, it was. She was sued for fourteen Twelve? million dollars, oh, and so. Uh, <gasps> Yeah, like eight million. She's and this is also besides so, uh, all of yeah. the the control when it comes to her body. On top of all of this, he completely controls her creative process as well. Yeah. And there, throughout all of this, there are multiple quotes at the time of all of this where she's like, "I'm writing things that I don't want to write. I don't." There, she wanted to write things that were more meaningful for her, but essentially, mm-hmm. over and over again, allegedly. Dr. Luke told her that is not what she is. She is a pop star. She is to write fluff. She is to to talk about dying young and not giving a fuck. <laughs> that is what she's supposed to do. Mm. Nothing and else. And ironically, that created the she's asking for it persona uh-huh. that he went on to yeah. It works out conveniently for him. Very interesting. Um, it was also just like on a side note, what we touched on last time, it, the reason I didn't really care for it at the time is she was not allowed to sing. She has a beautiful, amazing voice, and it was just auto-tune, 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 because <laughs> mm. he just wanted her to do these, like, sort of club bops that, like, yeah. he wouldn't let her sing on. And she has, like, a singer-songwriter country and rock and roll background, for sure, which mm. she ends up infusing more into later Well, albums. now with her her current work is yeah. way more country, and I love it's it. It's awesome. I gotta say, I love TikTok, too. I, also, oh, I, I super love, love TikTok, I really too. Do. Yeah, I, I said it, was, it might be one of the best pop songs ever. Dr. But, uh, Luke does know how to <laughs> produce He knows how to churn up. Since yes. You Be Gone yeah. is, a, is an amazing Since album. Since You Be Gone is an amazing song. fucking album. Um, so, uh, here's some things just leading up to the trial. Then we're gonna get into the trial, and I'm probably gonna get a lot more quiet. But uh, just a couple, just some like lead-up stuff. Uh, so in 2011, Dr. Luke co-founds his own imprint label as um, under Sony called uh, at Sony called Kimosabi, and is made CEO. Kesha's deal is moved over to Kimosabi. It's uh, a little appropriate with. I was gonna say it looks like yeah. a white man yeah. to be yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 recording okay. company. Kimosabi. Kimosabi. We didn't it last week, and I'm glad we're doing it this time because he's I a doctor. Agree. He's appropriating culture. Yeah, okay. We got to sprinkle right. just a dash of racism into the story. Yeah. yeah. Have any oh, don't worry too. The doctor thing was an SNL thing apparently that he got because he was also everybody's drug dealer. But either way, we'll get oh, to that. Nice. Um, according, it is to- really funny to me. Sorry, it is really funny. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, Kimosabi means it. In Apache. <laughs> I don't know if he knew that or not, but it's funny. Character. It's the, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if he has a couple of tribal tattoos. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah. He uh, does. According. Yeah. According to a New Yorker profile on Dr. Luke, quote, relations reportedly became strained last year, end quote, between him and Kesha. Then the lead single, Die Young, was released 2012. Um, it was abandoned by the radio after, it was actually Newtown, the Newtown Elementary School. That's Sandy Hook. That That's is Sandy Hook. Oh, okay, my mm-hmm. bad. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Several names. Uh, <laughs> uh, on December 12th of that year, it was pulled from radios. Kesha, after receiving a lot of hate online, tweeted on December 18th, quote, I understand. I did not want to sing those lyrics, and I was forced to. She later deletes this. Also from the New Yorker profile, there's this little bit. Quote, If one examines Gottwald's metamorphosis from Lucas to Kaz to Dr. Luke, the progress is toward increasing control over the process of creating and selling music. But to have real control, to be more than the appetizer maker to the queen, Dr. Luke needs to discover and develop his own superstars so that he can participate in every aspect of their career. That's what he hoped to do with Kesha, but things weren't going exactly as planned, end quote. Just like, an interesting be the superstar I and, yourself. Yeah. Do, if you're that good and you, you trust 
your own vision that much. Do it yourself. Uh, uh, yeah, but he, I think he seems to always want to be working with these women in order to mm. do it instead. And, oh, and, uh, that's oh, not oh, that's just no, that's actually just what he <laughs> did. <wonder> what, <laughs> what he has in mind there. <laughs> uh, an online petition. So this is the first time fans actually start to get concerned with Kesha, which is I'm kind sorry, of what you I was leading the animals? up to. The animals? Her animals. And the little monsters, too, probably. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rise an, up. <laughs> <laughs> an online petition is set up by a fan to, quote, let Kesha have creative freedom, in which the fan writes, in the first season of My Crazy Beautiful Life while showing the creative process behind Warrior, Kesha, My Crazy Beautiful Life, uh, MTV little mini documentary series about Kesha. Kesha is shown recording the track Machine Gun Love, which was later turned down by the album's executive producers for it being too different and not being a sound that she's known for. Kesha makes it clear that her producer, Dr. Luke, is stunting her from growing as an artist by making her sing the same generic, predictable, recycled pop song. Kesha also confesses that she has no say whatsoever in what makes the album, not to mention what's released as a single, which every artist should have a say in, which I just think is fascinating that fans already know something's up in 2011. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, year three years before her breakdown, before the tri- the case, everything. It almost stands apart from the Kesha specific issues because this is something that you hear come up with a lot of folks. I mean, Taylor Swift. I know Brooke and I have talked a little bit about the parallels. Oh, I'll with talk this. about oh, Taylor no, Swift. Oh, what did you do? Forty-five <laughs> fucking more minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Let's we do just it. opened. We just opened up a <laughs> terrible, terrible vault. Oh my god, we're doing a two-parter on her, so don't worry about it. We'll get into it. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to get a three-parter going, but we'll see what happens. It's a similar issue, and I think the uh, the intellectual property world. Mm-hmm. And the music industry are, are having a lot of trouble with this, and it it might end up being something to grapple with. Like, what do producers get to control? Um, who owns an artist's art? Because in yeah. other industries, mm-hmm. um, contracts and the justness of a contract mm-hmm. has to consider whether somebody is able to work. So if you have, like, uh, say, a veterinarian who leaves a clinic and goes and starts another one, you can't have a non-competition clause that's so limiting that they would have to move their family, get a whole new body of clients, move somewhere less populous, because people have a right to work. They can only treat drafts. <laughs> yeah, right. like, like there's a balancing that goes on in courts when those kind of contracts are challenged to see what's a reasonable ask and how much are we limiting the employee. And that is not something that I've really heard considered in cases like this in the same way if somebody does not have an option to work except under the thumb of somebody that they're saying is abusive. And Mm. those claims very rarely get to the point of litigation, so they are rare. They're statistically rare. (laughs) What's the pattern here? It's like we look at Britney, we look at Taylor Swift, we look at Kesha, we look at so many other Mm -hmm. people in the industry who this often comes up with, and the pattern is that they are... Women who get into the industry at a very young age, yep. they're trying to break in, they get signed to these contracts. Way too many like, albums, way too many albums. Like, well, I would yeah. never commit to that many. Yeah. The expectation for the Mariah workload Carey. is so high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And Mariah Carey, like you said in the last episode, she was like, all right, then we're going to be in the studio 24-7. Yeah. I'm right. banging these babies yeah. out. But get it if, done if, and move on. I also, like, just just considering how miserable it must be for an artist to, when they're on tour, have to, like, 
sing over and over and over again every night these songs that they hate mm. like it, it it must be like really debilitating creatively to like have to go shit. up yeah, yeah. And, you know for the for the yeah. 300th time yeah just repeatedly sing these songs that they had very little creative control over that doesn't feel like they're singing with their own voice and it just it must be miserable i mean i think that's where a lot of the meltdowns come from because yeah you're, you're physically being forced to use your body to do something you don't want to do uh-huh. Or not that's work. Seems like a nightmare. Like that's right. your choice. That yeah. is, so you either do that or you have no job and the public forgets about you gladly, quickly. Yeah. So and, what do you do? And we're going to see a bunch of these celebrities, including Taylor Swift, who donates uh, $250,000 to her legal fee issue, whatever. And uh, a bunch more speak out, all who seem to have come from a very similar background of getting hmm. really famous really young and getting tied to these things, probably, uh, uh, which years later they regret. It seems like you shouldn't be allowed to make an 18-year-old sign a contract that binds you to them for 10 years. It just seems... It's I such know- a tough cutoff, because it's yeah. like, you yeah. can't do that with a 17-year-old. Yeah. Right. You can't. Right. And yet they one day passes and all of a sudden they are competent to sign their life over for the next decade. Yeah. It's very similar to the conversation around student loans, which is funny because yeah. now we're having this nationwide um, you know, conversation about 18-year-olds shouldn't be able to sign um, uh, these student loan agreements that are like insane and obviously exploitative. Right. Yeah. And it's but like, then what's the alternative? Because but then, with both but then if you're in the entertainment... Like- right, but then if you're in the entertainment industry... It's that's not even considered, and it kind of, you know during our Britney episode we talked about the 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 moral um, consideration when it comes to like children mm-hmm. get working mm-hmm. in the industry. I think it's like no one's thinking about because it's like oh what, why would we feel bad for these huge superstars? I think that's a big right. part of it. It's like yeah. why yeah. are they complaining? Shut the fuck up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, yeah. oh I'm sorry for Taylor Swift. Yeah. Right. Right, um, right. That kind of mindset. And yeah. it's like, whatever, she's perfect. She's like the best person who ever lived. Oh my God. So I don't even understand it. <laughs> uh, in response to the petition, box here. <laughs> in response to a, uh, the petition, when asked about it by Rolling Stone, Kesha responded, I feel like my fans are really protective of me. They just want to see me grow as an artist, which I agree with. Hopefully in the future, I'll be in a position where I can put out a ballad or a more vulnerable song. So again, speaking towards... Being Maybe constrained. someday. Yeah, I exactly. Make art right. That I like. And and after that, they follow up with asking if she has any creative control at the time, and she responds, "Not really. What's been put out as singles have just perpetuated a particular image that may or may not be entirely accurate. I'd like to show the world other sides of my personality. I don't want to just continue putting out the same song and becoming a parody of myself. I have so much more to offer than that, and I can't wait till the world really gets to hear that on the radio. So very apparent she's being held back. So now we get to the lawsuit. What year is this? I'm sorry. That was back in, we're going to cut to 2014. That was, I think, back in 2011. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is very, pretty clear Almost as soon as she was known. Yeah. This became an issue. Like after, essentially after she got uh, Animal out, and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden it's just like, now keep doing this one thing. So. that was the thing is because the, you know, we just mentioned of, we see these pop stars and it's like, oh, how do I feel bad for you? Kesha wasn't even able to get to the point of a Britney Spears. Yeah. She right. wasn't even yeah. able to get to the Mariah Carey part of her career because she, she was stunted. Well this right. is the thing yeah. is that she, because she was the bad girl and yeah. because she wasn't doing what she was told from the fucking get go. And it does make me love her even more than yeah. I did before. Well, you all know, of this. sadly, it's probably partly because her mom wasn't willing to like take her to that level of exploitation like Britney's yeah. parents were. Yeah. 
She was protective. Catch 22 yeah. kind of. Yeah. Well, because also PB was a part of, she was a songwriter yeah. and she was, helped her was write a musician. Steven at the age of 16. I mean, So she was a oh, part Steven. of the business. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. So she was a part of the business and knew what it could do. And yet still she couldn't shield Kesha from any of this. And now we'll find out, cut to 2014, where okay. she's put into a rehab, where she chooses, she checks into a Chicago rehab facility for an eating disorder. And even according to the doctors that she was seeing, they said, beyond the physical and emotional wounds, Dr. Luke's abuse had caused Miss Siebert to suffer from bulimia nervosa. Mm. Doctors at the facility told Miss Siebert and her family that her blood pressure and sodium levels were similar to levels found in patients following a heart attack or stroke. Doctors found that Miss Siebert suffered from psychological effects caused by Dr. Luke's abuse, including severe depression, post-traumatic stress, social isolation, and panic attacks. The psychological effects of the repeated abuse suffered were continuous and ongoing, as Miss Siebert was constantly reminded of the abuse by having to continue to be around Dr. Luke and his unrelenting emotional and psychological abuse. How? I don't understand. That's very how, powerful evidence if it got into a proceeding. But then this is the thing. So how can she still be losing when you have doctors that worked with her able to say, no, this man psychologically abused her? Is it because there's it's, no Or did proof? it not, maybe not make it, could, it in? Right, right, not I'm in. wondering because it would be the kind of non-experts and they're they're kind of weird qualifications that you have to meet to qualify as an expert. So it's possible that her own treating physicians didn't want to testify as experts, um, either for their own reasons or because they felt that it would violate confidences by opening the door there. Um, or it's possible that there was some sort of behind the scenes conversation about whether they were entitled to make that causal link, even with what they were party to. But I hope that something of that caliber made it in because if her treating physicians at the time said that, um, there are a few things that are going to be as powerful as a contemporaneous treating physician who treated you for that reason, saying that, hey, we witnessed these effects and this is what we determined the cause was. And we have, uh, we actually have evidence like that, that uh, the, like the specifics of how Dr. Luke um, put pressure on her and that's about weird. her weight and her body because yeah. uh, during one of the um, the trials, Kesha's team uh, released emails from Dr. Luke to Kesha's manager that were complaining about Kesha violating her quote-unquote juice fast, which mm-hmm. juice fasts oh are bullshit. Yeah, like, yeah, I, don't yeah. Terrible. I don't know. I don't know who needs to hear this. And I, if, <laughs> among among our, our uh, you know, varied listeners, juice fasting is not, it's not good for your body. No, don't yeah. do definitely that. Not. No, it's definitely not. Your food. You're definitely skating the line of an eating disorder by yeah, doing that. Yeah, just doing that. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, it's like whether it's a, you know, three-day juice fast or longer than that, um, it is depriving your body of nutrients. But what happens when she's looking like a refrigerator, Brooke? She looks like a refrigerator. <laughs> That's what Dr. Luke said. She has I don't even know what that means. I don't understand that, that. She looks like a refrigerator. She's a brick. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Ow. Ow. laughs> 
That angered me so much because if you look at photos of Kesha, yeah, Kesha has good. always been completely normal. Tiny. Yeah. Like, yeah. She just doesn't look ridiculous, you know, like right. ridiculously just, like, thin, thin. The pressure that was put on women, especially women in the entertainment industry in the early 2000s. And since, you know, I, you, you have all worked in the entertainment industry, you can probably speak to this more, but... It not only affected those women, but it also affected like young women and girls who oh, yeah. looked to those people oh, yeah. as like the pinnacle of beauty, and they are Stop. literally starving themselves in order to look like that. And you don't know that; you think they naturally look like that. And so he he sends an email to her manager complaining that she violated her juice fast by eating turkey and drinking bitch. a diet soda. <laughs> and then bitch. he said. <laughs> He said in an email um, that A-list songwriters and producers do not want to work with her because of her weight. Which, even if that is true, and I very much suspect I that that's not the case. I cannot believe that's true. Yeah. No. I, I think that he was using that as a manipulation tactic, which is just incredibly cruel on its face. But also, I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that's true at all. Um, but you imagine what he's going to argue, or somebody in his position would argue, right. I imagine, is that it is an industry that is universally very judgmental, uh, unrealistic standards. So he was doing it oh. to help her. Or yeah. that it came yeah. from other sources, that she right. was seeing her and competitors. You know. Yeah, and certainly 10 years ago, it would have been more acceptable uh, right. for people to say that to a young girl. Because um, everything's changing as we're going. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Absolutely. I think that industry has not fully caught up. No. Still. Yeah. So no. those... Those emails were sent in 2012, and she entered rehab for the eating disorder in 2014. So you could yes. like draw a straight line there between the behavior that we know that he was um, inflicting on her with like the the way that he was talking to her because it's it's literally on record, and the effects of that where she you can had at least to tie it to a timeline. Be, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Be treated for this eating disorder, which is. Uh, I can't imagine how psychologically crippling that is to have that to have. You know, I think that a lot of us struggle with eating disorders at one point or another, and it is it's very very heavy to deal with. And to have that over several years and have your career be dependent on that, and not only have your inner voice telling you that there's a problem with you, but someone as important as the producer who holds the key to your career telling you that, just must have been debilitating. Because this is also at the same time. So now that we're into the lawsuit, this is the real beginning of him creating his campaign that she's a fucking liar. Mm. That yeah. everything that she is saying is for attention. Everything she is doing is for her career. Which and that everything no she says yeah. is a lie. And this is the beginning. It's like, can you also imagine that this person that has owned you and controlled you all of this time is now also publicly, and he has ties with the media because it's crazy in doing a lot of this research. You can see the publications that work with Sony yeah. that are saying well, things. Well, and Sony backs so them. And Sony backs him. So he is, oh, interesting. Isn't he a public figure? He's a figure oh, who might has be, interacted we'll get to that. with publications before. Interesting that I read. I'm like, but that's not true. What they're writing yeah. isn't true. And wow, how is he, he getting it? has a relationship with publications. Yeah. Um, it Honestly. seems. So, so, Alleged. so Kesha, that, but Kesha leaves uh, rehab. She removes the dollar sign from her name and saying, I realized that I was part of the facade. She also uh, even added that dollar sign, ironically, because she was broke at the time when she did it. I thought it was Either funny. Way. Yeah, I, I know, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Very endearing. On yeah. October 14th, she files the civil lawsuit against Lucas Sebastian Kotvold for infliction of emotional distress, gender-based hate crimes, and employment 
discrimination. The suit mentions the Nikki Hilton party incident that we mentioned before with the date rape drugs, as well as another situation in which he, quote, violently thrashed his arms at her, end quote, which led her to run barefoot down the Pacific Coast Highway to get away from him. The suit goes on. I just on. picture him uh-huh. being like such an idiot. Like, yeah, yeah. his arms is like a, such a weird. Yeah, yeah. just kind of like yeah, like play fighting is what it sounds like. But I'm sure you it was go worse get him, Doctor Luke. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a tool, right? Uh, whoop, 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 whoop. I imagine he's yeah, making that sound as he did it. The suit goes on to speak of Doctor Luke's fat shaming and other forms of emotional and psychological abuse that led her to her quote severe depression, post traumatic stress, social isolation, and panic attacks. End quote. The suit re- requests a release from her deal with Dr. Luke, claiming these alleged actions were a breach of her contract. However, no criminal tr- charges were filed, which is interesting to me a little yeah, so bit. Yes, this is a civil suit, and that's that's very worth noting because criminal behavior is easier to use as leverage to get out of contract. Just up at the top, before we talk about the actual charges, sure. and we're not going to go too deep into allegations, because it's. I think that there's a solid record of alleged uh yeah. transgressions yeah so we don't want to traumatize anybody too much we're just kind of going to go from there yeah but how much was left on the contract at the time that she initially sued three more albums yes yes well, okay. or more four four albums wow. uh, well the article i read was written in 2016 so it would make oh, okay. sense that maybe it was four and at the time she had three more yeah, albums yeah left. yeah so it wasn't a time-based thing it was a content-based it seems thing. and allegedly it did, we don't know alleged. i'm just saying we don't know well, it does, <laughs> terms are probably out like that's yeah, yeah. probably not but it was yeah. based on a number of albums that yeah. she had to produce I think so but six also albums. would financially benefit from yeah right yeah. and part of this and it, they learned from the mariah carries is that it wasn't that she could put all of the albums out in one year ah. that it was there was time based there was amount but only that she was allowed to put out a, so like I believe that it was one album a year Prince did that too right so they, they so even though it wasn't time based it was yeah. it's kind of owning her for yeah. her hot young years yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah totally and that is also the thing that kept coming up was that a lot of times and I think that it is good to remember that you should be able to renegotiate your contract and from at least a year out, depending on the contract, you have to read through the contracts you're signing, regardless of what age you are. Regardless, yes. you must look into it or have somebody yeah, look into it. Yeah, representative. I would have representation. Yeah, yeah. and I that's, really I mean, would. that's the big challenge, though, at that age. You are, yeah. you not are that this is so, her fault by any no, no, means. No, I'm not I know that. that. No, for sure. I know you're not saying that at all. But we it's learned hard, from, It's hard yeah. for somebody yeah. at that age and in that place with such few with so few options for protection mm-hmm. to, and he's to not be able to, fit, to do it right and, and you're getting pressured you're getting sort of like those you better figure this out you know this is going to be moved on to the next chick if tomorrow you yeah yeah um and and you you what do you do at that time you just go he seems like he cares okay i guess so mm-hmm. I still i'm still terrible at reading contracts <laughs> oh i don't i'm saying this and i don't I don't read that. You know, I'm not signing away something of this magnitude. So I'd say that th- there's kind of a risk benefit of making that choice. But what I would advise in a very general sense, not, uh, you know, specific to this case or anybody else's, is if you're signing away something of any magnitude, whether it be in volume of albums or years that you're bound, um, or you're a teenager still or in your early 20s, you haven't done this a lot. Lawyers usually work on an hourly rate. 
honestly, just Google somebody who says that they're an entertainment or a contract lawyer, whatever the industry be, um, and tr- say, I can only afford you for an hour. Have and quickly scan this. The give me, give least, me an hour's worth of your time. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And yeah. That's off the top, but it could yeah. save you a lot of pain. Yeah. Someone totally. who hasn't read the terms of service on anything uh, for the last decade, if it's anything that like is going to tie you to someone, if it's a prenuptial agreement, if it's an employment contract, if it's a lease, anything like that. You, read, you get get a lawyer to read the fine print. One hundred percent. Get that prenup, y'all. Yeah. Get, a prenup. get a prenup. Whoa! I am a proud uh. divorcee who had a very painless divorce because of a prenup that I insisted on. So there you go. I will say though, uh, if you're working with a huge entity. Uh, yeah. They will. They will try every trick in the book, including like Henry and I had been working on a project with uh, a television network that we had lawyers go over for weeks, yeah. and there was still something hidden in it that we yep. did not find until we started shooting, and we had to we had to like cut ties and like lose all this money with them because they had hidden something so deeply that a bunch of lawyers who were trying to help us did not find in the contract. Well, and a lot of times the the people drafting these contracts for the industries are folks who know where the law has not been decided on certain issues. Mm-hmm. So if you, for example, found something like that, they would know that the onus is on you to challenge it in court. Yeah. And they know they've probably weighed the case law so far that they say this will probably end in our favor and if not there will be a lot of litigation mm-hmm. so it'll bankrupt you and no skin off our nose so it, it's not a perfect defense you're absolutely right because oftentimes yeah they can afford better lawyers than than and anybody and they're trying can. to fuck you over they mm-hmm. want to fuck you over for, they're yeah. trying to win to t- they, yeah they're trying to win they're for trying themselves. to take every last dime they can out of you just remember that yeah and and so that there's also a, a contract principle that is worth remembering as we go through this that if there is a gross imbalance of bargaining power and this is going to be one of those things that you're like, what qualifies as imbalance? It's because so subjective, this seems, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. But if there is something, and this actually came up in a Phil Spector music rights case, I think mm. with one of the Ronettes, but um, if there is a gross difference in legal representation, in financial power, in experience in the industry, mm-hmm. things like that, that can be grounds to avoid a contract if you can show that there was such an imbalance. But obviously, mm. for cases like you're describing, Natalie, that doesn't qualify, even though on a pedestrian level, it's right. like, okay, but there it is It seems like imbalance. it would be obvious. And that's what's so frustrating about so the Kesha trial, yeah. Yeah. is mm-hmm. because, you know, we as we're talking about this, it's like, it seems so clear that emotional abuse was taking place. It seems so clear that there was a gross imbalance of power. How is she losing cases? They look at industry standards. Mm-hmm. And so if you're looking at the music industry or the entertainment industry, what's normal? This. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, and also it's the, the proof. Quo. It's mm-hmm. the proof of, ha- of of backing up the claims that I think that that was the issue in the very yes. top of all of these lawsuits is that even his 
teams said every rape is not a gender motivated hate. Yeah, crime. I wanted to get to yeah. that. We're and gonna get to that later, but it's just, holy shit, yeah. it's, that was fucking crazy. Oh, I was boy, like, did I have thoughts? Did you I think want, it was cool? Were you like, wow, that's awesome? Yeah, I, I love well, that. No, uh, I wanted to. I wanted to be like, I'm not reading this right. Like, I have to ask McKinsey and Brooke because I think that I'm just misreading this. What sounds like a heinously fucked up thing to say in a court of law, but um, regardless. It's uh-huh. so often that yeah the, the 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 quote from the judge who by the way this judge in question uh, we'll get to the injunction later but she she den- later on denies cash an injunction against Sony this judge in question was married to a lawyer mm. who worked for the firm mm. that was representing Sony which it just to me seems like a just I know there's no conflict I know. of interest. Yes. How is okay. that? And how is that legal though? How yeah, is that legal? It's crazy. So it the connection is not direct enough for for professional responsibility to say that it's automatic misconduct. And I'll put the caveat up top that if you can show that there is something more than just the like the nature of the relationship, that doesn't foreclose you know, somebody being disqualified, if you can show that, if you make some sort of professional conduct complaint, if you made a motion to change judges, I don't know if anyone did with that basis. But Mm. usually, what is required is some sort of like, direct, like the direct attorney who Mm -hmm. is on some party side is also presiding over this or or is like, but it was Sony and it was the spouse and the lawyer at Sony wasn't related to this case. It was just like their colleagues, potentially. Mm. You think of, of how much control yeah. you have over your colleagues' personal decisions and how much that would influence your outlook. The, you know. I feel like people have recused themselves for less, though. Right, That's exactly. all I'll say yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. For like, sure. She probably should have recused herself. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it's not that far of a connection. It seems like kind of yeah. a close connection. It's literally in bed with the enemy. I'm sorry, yeah. you're literally sleeping with the enemy. That's, I, anyway. It's but, closer than any of us would have a connection to that person. Um, but in terms of what is automatically disqualified, it doesn't fall in that category. I don't know if anyone made a complaint, though. Uh, it would be yeah. interesting to know if they did and how I that. didn't see. When I looked into it, I didn't see that they Because that would but... kind of be the onus is on the parties then to be like, hey, I have a problem with this. And then you risk flag that you don't the, win. Flag on the field. Yeah. I have a and problem then, with this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, all right. Let's let's get into the countersuit. Luke mm-hmm. then files a countersuit in New York against Kesha and her mother, PB, as well as manager Jack Rovner for defamation. Here he denies all allegations in the Kesha lawsuit, claiming it is a ploy to extort him, citing Kesha's testimony in 2011 as his proof. And that was the testimony where she said that he had never, yet that he had never assaulted her. Yes. Uh, Which is really, it's it's potentially very damning because it's a sworn statement. And how frequently do you get to introduce evidence that somebody said under oath that something didn't happen? Yeah. Um, That said, and I'm not going to give my opinion on this, but I'll let you guys do that. Um, I, I don't know that I have ever heard of somebody making a rape claim as a basis to get out of a contract, um, like that as a strategy for contractual interactions. Um, It seems like a bad, that would be a bad choice because look at what's happened. It doesn't seem like that's like an easy route out of a fucking contract. No, and in fact, that's actually interesting because later on when Lady Gaga goes on the stand to 
protect Kesha. That's actually what she brings up. She said, why on earth would this girl tell the entire world this happened? Why on earth? Do you know what it's like for survivors? Do you know what it's like to tell people? Don't you roll your eyes at me. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I love it. That's what you fucking said on the stand. I love that she said that to his. Because also, the fucking audacity to roll your eyes at that statement. Yeah. At Lady Gaga. At the Gaga herself. Her initial suit was not a contest of the contract. It was these charges. And I've never heard of that being a reason for people to bring sex crime charges. Mm. Um, I haven't heard of that as a successful strategy for getting out of contracts on its own, that it's like, I'm going to contrive this criminal activity, file a civil suit, um, allege all these specific incidents just in case it does happen to help me get out of the contract, which it seems to me um, there was not that much that made the contract against her interests except for interacting with him right like otherwise it seems like why was there an objection except that she had an issue with this person i also want to point out that when gaga was being deposed in addition to that incredible like it makes me happy it makes me proud to be a gaga fan that she just like completely raped under this lawyer and was like don't you roll your eyes at me don't you give me that look by the way she's also a gifted youth lady gaga (laughs) you know they're they're sprinkled throughout (laughs) the universe um but she but uh lady gaga actually talked about when kesha told her about the alleged rape and gaga said what we discussed was uh, and what I recall was her immense sadness and depression and fear. She was visibly very different when I had seen her than before. And I can't say specifically what we spoke about. I just recall it was emotional and I wanted to be there for her. And I think that's like it's similar to um, Kesha telling her mom, PB, about mm-hmm. the assault, mm-hmm. which is it does bring another person in who she had told before all this took place. Um, that she had talked to her about it. So it's it's kind of laying these it's it's these little breadcrumbs, right? Throughout this throughout this trial timeline. of yeah. this of, of this timeline. She told her mom, she talked to Gaga about it, Gaga found her uh story to be believable, things like that that do actually build this case against Dr. Luke, or presumably to, to a reasonable person, to reasonable people like us, we're all very reasonable. <laughs> it would seem like this would be a convincing case. Well, speaking of PV, uh later in October twenty fourteen, he files a separate defamation lawsuit against Kesha's mother in Tennessee, where she lives, in case she tries to claim he can't file suit against her in New York. Kesha's mother countersues Luke in December of that year, claiming he tormented and abused her with his alleged actions against Kesha in previous years. And in this lawsuit, she claims Luke dealt drugs to entertainers, which is how he got the doctor moniker while playing guitar at SNL. And she also claimed that Dr. Luke allegedly bragged in the past about getting girls drunk on the date and then doing the F and the A. Which I guess he thought was a fun thing to say. But first of all, it makes so much sense to me. Of course, you would change your name to Doctor Luke when your real name is when your real name is Lucas Sebastian Gutwald, which sounds like someone that Spider Man would tie up and hang off the Empire State Building. Like it's literally a villain, and it's just like. Yeah, you don't want to go around with a name like Lucas Sebastian Gutwald in your life. So you're like, I'm Dr. Luke. It's cute and quirky. You can trust me. I'm a doctor. My name used to be Dracula McNeely, and I changed it to Holden. Oh, God. 
I also misrepresenting the Polish people, Jackie. How do you feel about it? Very <laughs> oh. honestly, it's fine. I don't want him. I don't. I don't. He I can go. Go. I'll, go I'll, be I'll turn else. into a bat and I'll fly away. Now I do find it interesting that he. So he not only countersues, but he's essentially like what now is happening is that they're they're halting the California lawsuit because yep. everything is going on in New York. Now this does remind me of and I don't know if this is related, but I would assume that it would be. Like you know when in kidnapping cases it's much more difficult uh to try and get a kid back if they take them over state lines because it muddles up like the, the mm-hmm. different state laws. Is this a possibility that it could help because apparently Kimosabe in every Kimosabe contract, the provision required disputes to be handled in New York. And so, yeah, is it because of the laws like between like entertainers in California versus how probably. it is in New York? The short answer is probably in terms of connection to the uh, like the crossing state lines thing. I think that's more um, logistically that you know the expanse and the different jurisdictions of law enforcement changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of contracts do have choice of law provisions is what they're called. Um, and usually they are chosen based on what that party thinks is favorable to their interests. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I imagine that both California and New York have similar uh, like entertainment lobbies pushing for whatever. So I don't I don't know of anything that is so much more preferential in New York. Um in one sense, it's a power play if you, like Sony, for example, has offices in New York. I don't know if Kesha has a residence there. Um, right. So if you if you are the person litigating, and we'll talk a little bit about this with the New York anti-slap laws, which are designed now, and they're very new laws in like 2020 or 2021, um, which might apply going forward, but they're essentially designed to combat those types of people who are potentially alleged serial abusers and they use litigation on things like defamation to just bankrupt and exhaust their victims because, because yeah, they can't afford to fly back and forth. They can't afford to get a lawyer in each place. They okay. don't know. It's home turf advantage. Yeah. It's like, right. we have offices here. Yep. We're going to force you to come to us and spend more resources right. and exhaust yourself At more. At least that. I mean, who mm-hmm. knows? We, we have the recent ruling on Dr. Luke not being a public figure, which would have mm. made him protected him a little bit from defamation. Yeah. But in any event, it was a pro Dr. Luke ruling in New York recently. In 2020. Um, yeah. Yeah. Helped him out a little bit. I also, mean, all of them are. Kesha also uh, adds Sony. This is now we're in 2015. Kesha adds Sony to the original lawsuit, saying mm-hmm. that they were aware of the abuse and quote turned a blind eye to it. But that was actually to try to keep the case in California. Didn't work. Uh, then Kesha and her lawyers pushed for a preliminary injunction against Dr. Luke and requested an expedited decision on whether the case can move forward as she's been unable to work until this gets resolved. The injunction would have gotten her out of the contract yes. is, is what they're asking for. From the injunction request uh, is this quote. Until this court rules on the declare, 
on the declaratory judgment claim. Kesha is at an impasse. She cannot work with music producers, publishers, or record labels to release new music. With no new music to perform, Kesha cannot tour. Off the radio and mm-hmm. stage and out of the spotlight, Kesha can sell, cannot sell merchandise, receive sponsorships, or get media attention. Her brand value has fallen, and unless the court issues this injunction, Kesha will suffer irreparable harm plummeting her career past the point of no return. Well, this also goes to show because even though it's like, well, yeah, she can. You're right, she can. And then what happens? She gets sued again yeah. because of the money that she's making and what they are owed, quote unquote. Yeah, so of then, course she would make this up. Why wouldn't she? This sounds so fun and for And then her. she benefits so much from this allegation. <laughs> Fucking Sony set finally speaks out and calls her suit a, quote, transparent and misguided attempt to renegotiate her contracts, why which again... Why would she do this? Yeah, why yeah, would yeah, she? Yeah. This is an this idiotic is way to do that. Which again, I've never heard as yeah. a strategy that people use frequently. A and fucking no. successful career, rabid fans, money. And she had no reason to do this except to go, please get point. this man away from but me. But she got praying out yeah. of it. That's a damn good song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it goes back to the fact that in the contract, the only thing, and I, again, I'm a layperson to this case, um, and I don't know all the terms of the contract, but the only harm that I see to her is interacting with this person. It doesn't seem to be otherwise damaging, so I don't understand why there would be such an issue or an impetus for her to try to get out of it unless yeah. this had actually happened. It, that, yeah. that's, right. like, that's kind of, you know, all well, of Apparently the- he's also just an asshole. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's what Kelly Clarkson yeah. essentially said. But yes, I don't think she would go to this length to, to deal with that. that well, way. even that, you know, if there's co- coercion and duress and... Uh, use of power in one direction that can be grounds to void a contract Hmm. because it's unpleasant to be forced to work with somebody who treats you poorly so and that's again another subjective sort of thing with the balance of power etc etc but so um, the even without the sexual assault the alleged sexual assault she would have had a case to void the contract even she would have had at least been it because she could have brought forward the stuff about, you know, the weight and the creative control sure. and the emotional yeah. abuse. There was no reason legally for her to say to bring it as a sex. He, claim. Yeah. yeah. He assaulted me. Right. It's like the, the idea that she would make this up. And I think, you know, the, the all the non lawyers can have opinions on this. The idea that she would bring this up as like. Uh, just an extra, you know, and I'll sprinkle a sexual assault accusation on there. It's ridiculous. Well, it's not just sprinkling. She filed it as a sexual assault. Yeah. It's that old cliche of, uh, you know, for assault deniers, just, oh, she just wants the attention. Oh, she's just being crazy. Oh, she just wants people to, like, feel sorry for her. It's like, how many times do you have to watch somebody's life completely crumble and fall right. apart mm-hmm. just to defend their own body mm-hmm. to know that that's not true? Yeah, right. it's, so crazy. it's a notoriously it's so counterintuitive. fun process. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So but because then there are times like producer Cool Coo Jack, who was one of the producers on the song "Right Round" that ah. Kesha worked on, who testified against her because she always seemed comfortable around Dr. Luke at the time they were recording "Right Round." Also went on to say that Kesha would make sexually explicit comments during their recording sessions and often here well, I know maybe cover your ears make blowjob jokes <laughs> oh so th- there's no way that she could ever oh. have ever been sexually so she assaulted she wants to give him a blowjob yeah essentially that's what that means 
The music producer recalled there was one time when we were making right round that she came into the room and, and like I said, there were a ton of people in the room and she cracked a joke about blowjobs and everybody thought it was pretty funny. Uh, Boner. That is a word that pops up a lot with her. Boners. Wow. That she was her email boners. account. I love boners was her email account, which also ah. makes me love her email. It's so funny. Wait, yeah, what is her so email? I love boners. <laughs> it was at the time. Yeah, but that doesn't like, mean that you can't be sexually assaulted. It's so, that just like that in itself is just like a testament to how warped the industry society is around American society, around the idea of what like validates somebody getting assaulted. Like there's no validation. Listen obviously, to all but like, years of roundtable. I have been sexually assaulted multiple times. All right. Did did I did I deserve it? I don't think well, I have did. Have you ever no. said the word boner? Oh no! I just said it like seven times. No, but if you could gain well, fifty pounds, oh, I would really appreciate there it. There you go. Um, it, it really does. Like the, this whole it, can misogynists like. Get a new fucking routine. Can they like no. put some extra? Can they like put smart. some extra effort in? Because this this argument is so tired, and it goes back to the Madonna horror complex, right? It's like, well, if she really had been assaulted, she wouldn't be able to get out of bed in the she morning. She would join she a nunnery. Just, she exactly. She would disappear from society. Like this would be complete. Like she would never yeah. be able to interact with again. But what's and, really yeah. exhausting? What's exhausting about this to me is that the guy who brought that in thought that that was a yes. good thing to bring to court that yes. his brain is so that he was entitled to be a that, witness yeah, yes. yes but he was like well I have great ev- evidence to prove that she Excuse wasn't assaulted me. by yeah. him <laughs> that is such one a one time systemic... in 2008 I saw her say boner a bunch yeah. so oh. let me come forward <laughs> and that is just like a, such a systemic issue that oh. we have to fucking deal with as a, as a nation as a fucking planet that that guy, that dude shouldn't be able to walk into court being like, I got this figured out, guys. Listen, I have this thing that I heard her say one time, so clearly it's fine. Oh, in fact, like, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be interested in seeing if there were challenges to him being introduced as a witness, because if I were representing the other side, I would have some relevance objections to... Yeah, I was it that bad that just a couple years ago that that was considered a fine... Testimony? So I don't know. I mean, you always wonder if there was stuff that wasn't reported that somebody that came out. Maybe sometimes things are admitted as an agreement that, like, if I can bring in this, we'll agree to let you bring in that. But even still, um, well, obviously, Doctor Luke's you do uh, team legal team did think this was a good defense because they <laughs> submitted as evidence a birthday card that Kesha had written handwritten him uh, after hmm. the alleged assault took place mm. and they talked about they, they they talked about like texts and phone conversations that he had with PB and Kesha after that you know oh like w- would they have had this conversation if she had been sexually assaulted and yes it's like it's yes, completely very common it's yes. super common <laughs> and the idea I, th- I think that it really reflects on like uh, th- thankfully, we are just now, just now starting to talk about the psychology around sexual assault because yeah. um, now psychologists are coming forward and saying there are so many a- aspects that come into play for why people don't come forward right after a sexual assault. Or even um, stop talking to the person. I yeah. can say yeah. that it, personally. Yeah. It took, the, the person who told me, it took me two years to stop talking to them. Yeah. It's super, mm-hmm. it's almost more uncommon for somebody to immediately cut ties. And like right? do, and, do the right thing or what it quote unquote. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 
evidentiary rules and different courts and locations, New York specifically being that that's where I studied and, and so I kind of have watched the evolution of this, um, are getting more understanding of that when you think about things like precedent on the kind of experts that you bring in. Now, in New York, at least, I can speak to the fact that uh, a lot of experts are called routinely in cases like this who say, this is common victim behavior. This mm -hmm. is why certain things are common. Here's what you see in X number of studies. Um, yeah. This is why you should not discount this kind of behavior. So it, it almost, as we progress, it does become more common in, in legal circumstances to refute that kind of thinking. But there's still like a public opinion piece right. that has to there's be corrected. Our society still has a concept of how we think victims should behave. Right. And if they don't fit exactly into that box, even when psychologists are telling us, no, actually, the majority of them do not behave this way. This is actually very normal for a, a, an abuse victim to act this way. And we society, only do it with abuse. We don't do it, it with murder. We don't do it right. with sure. any, other non -gender. any other yeah. crime. It's this idea that no... If she was really assaulted, this she should behave X, Y, Z. She should take these steps. And if she doesn't behave that way, then I'm going to pretend this didn't happen. There's no way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. So next up, we've got Luke's defamation suits against Woo! Kesha's mom and manager Jack Rovner are dismissed due to lack of jurisdiction. So one after a couple of big L's for the Kesha against the It w. seems like so many of these were able to go away based on like technicalities. Yeah. Well, because it sounds like he filed the one, at least from what was read, it sounds like he filed the one in Tennessee to make a point about being able to hold PB responsible outside of New York. And so that that purpose almost spoke to the basis for it getting dismissed. It's like, oh, so there's not really it's just holding her responsible bullying. where she yeah. lives. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so PB goes on to say, just a little side note, she tweets that allegedly Dr. Luke at that time was actually blackmailing her to take her name off of Timber, the song that she helped write for Pitbull uh, uh, because oh. of, you know, because PB, quote, told the truth about him and that there's just a lot of nasty side stuff that, that he's doing. OK, still. I have a side note about the song Timber because I was listening to Kesha today <laughs> to, you know, reimburse. Yeah, from. Um, <laughs> So there's a line in that that says, she say she won't, but I bet she will. Um, you talk about <laughs> oh, the culture in no. this industry. And uh, and like I find myself like singing along to it. I'm like, oh, fuck, wait. No. Tell me more. Uh, tell me more. <laughs> did right? she put up a fight? <laughs> well, like, we can work, but damn. Uh, yeah. It's ingrained. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so How many songs from the 60s are about a man yeah. stalking a 14-year-old girl? Except that was she's in the 60s. She's beautiful and she's mad. If you go over to the page seven Patreon <laughs> as I'm reading Twilight, which was written not that long ago, right, right. which is about two controlling assholes over a girl like that has no consent. <laughs> yes. No, I, I'm, I've been screaming about it on the Patreon. Don't worry, Bella loves it. Oh, God. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so next up, uh, we've got Kesha getting another big setback, the third big L in February of 2016 as her request to be released from her recording contract with Sony's Kimisabi label was denied by a judge in NYC uh, claiming, quote, there had been no showing of irreparable harm, end quote, against mm. Kesha's career. I will say real quick, in mm -hmm. 2016, she also posted an Instagram post in which she claimed Dr. Luke offered to release 
release her from her contract in exchange for her recanting her accusations. Yes. Kesha wrote, I would rather let the truth ruin my career than lie for a monster ever again. And this is on Instagram. Does she say blowjob on Instagram, though? No, nope. <laughs> maybe at some point. Aww. And you know what? You know what? She wasn't assaulted. You're right. You're right. Where's the alleged assault now? I'm just she woke saying. up in a bathtub. Okay. Blowjob, more like wojob. She woke up in a <laughs> yeah. bathtub. Feeling like P. Diddy. So, what do you think? P. Diddy doesn't have sex? <laughs> the, uh, the judge noted that Sony had given Kesha the opportunity to record without Dr. Luke's involvement, which Kesha's lawyers dubbed a, quote, illusory, prom- illusory promise uh, that would set Kesha up for failure since Sony has sided with Dr. Luke at this point, according to Kesha. Is the, is that Does that have any... Like, I get that. I get how, it, obviously, it's now, uh, now that there are lawsuits and Sony has taken Dr. Luke's side, I would assume I'm in a situation where I'm in a hostile working environment. And they were also named as defendants in at least yes. one iteration of the suit. So it's kind of. Why wouldn't uh, they bury whatever she was going to try to put out? Out of into the fire, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that it's like one defendant says that you can play with us, but with somebody else of our choosing. But my allegation is that you don't protect me from this guy who produced for you guys. So, so yeah. Kesha also posted on Instagram before the hearing, quote, I have nothing left to hide. I did this because the truth was eating away my soul and killing me from the inside. This is not just for me. This is for every woman, every human who has ever been abused. And of course, though, she could be seen later that day sobbing in the back of the courtroom when this rejection came yeah, through. Yeah, probably fake, though. Yeah, sure. Uh, oh, She's yeah, probably she probably wasn't that. upset. Fans supporting the hashtag free cash movement stood outside the courthouse, and this is when, at least, she starts getting a lot more support. So in response, Kesha receives an outpouring from different uh, musicians and celebs. Uh, this is when uh, T-Swift, you know what I'm saying, she's so good. Uh, she donates $250,000 to assist with Kesha's legal bills, and um, Taylor's version of Fe- Taylor's version of Fearless is like really great. Um, she's <sighs> and uh, I just want everybody to know about it. And the, the extra songs for the vault are really good. Um, and uh, so, uh, and Jack Antonoff uh, is awesome mm. about this too. Offers like to him. produce for her and either yeah. leak it or uh, oh, wait yeah. or or quote mm. wait on it till that creep can't block you anymore. I um, heard about that. That was an awesome because he actually he's a wonderful producer. He's better yeah. than Doctor Luke. In yeah, my, he's, he's amazing. Worked with Lady Gaga before. Yeah. Yeah. The long yeah. big Lord, that uh, amazing yeah. Lord wait, album. Oh, I have a question. Because Vampire Weekend was yes. the obvious one. Yeah. <laughs> I so if she did just put music out, what would? What could they do to her? Could she They're actually go to again. jail? But no, like, that she just has. She, I think, and they even won this, right? Like she has to just keep shelling out oh, money. So money. she has, yeah, that she's she making completely on albums. her own with and these then albums. He it's tries humiliated. to recover the yeah. royalties from them. So she can. Okay, so she technically can put stuff out, but he will benefit. It's from a nightmare. It. Yeah. Okay. 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 Why in my. Speculation without having read all the papers, um, I would assume the judge said that there was an inadequate showing of irreparable harm because, mm. in fact, she can make the music and she can make money for herself off of it. It's just that whatever the contract designated as his share is still being enforced as his share. I, I right? can't even imagine so. how invasive that still feels. Like, yeah. knowing yeah. that you're paying somebody who... Especially was, like, with the context of... of especially yeah. the song about the abuse that he did. He has to give... She has to give her abuser yeah. money for the song she wrote about yeah. his abuse. That's yeah. fucking It's kind of a double-edged anus. sword because it really is a good gross. punch in the face 
to it's him. a great great it song yeah. great song the album sure. that comes out you know for sure uh, so Lena Dunham writes a letter of support, which read, quote, when I saw the outcome, <laughs> when I saw the outcome yeah. of Kesha's, uh, court, I, a case, I felt sick and quote, what's happening to Kesha highlights the way that the American legal system continues to hurt women by failing to protect them from the men they identify as their abusers. Fiona Apple went on Margaret Cho's Insta to post a message. I of love Kesha. that that's just like a random Fiona Apple just had she to go on Margaret shows. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Fiona I, Apple like opened the the clam shell yes, that she's been exactly. sleeping in totally, for totally. the last ten years and like crawled out of the woods. This is for her like insane feminist l- latest album, which I love. Like I'm suffering and I'm here on Yeah. She like she like crawled out of the hollow trunk she had been sleeping in and was like, I'm back and I'm gonna post on Instagram. Hello. I have something to Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, she and she did say, I am so angry for you. They were wrong. I'm so sorry. On Twitter, Lady Gaga posted in support of Kesha and later met her in person, as well as the evil uh, Ariana Grande, because I heard she steals from people. Uh, Lily oh, Allen also. Ar- after she stole my brand. Ariana Grande. Don't worry about really it. She stole cute. my brand. Yeah, but then she wrote, ho, in a thing, and she stole my brand. Oh, I so, forgot you guys yeah. are still in a feud. She's a thief of my brand. Oh, okay. Uh, Lily <laughs> Allen, uh, who I was trying to figure out her name last time we did this. Oh, uh, I catch her. Oh, yeah. Lily I Allen's Lily great. Allen. Halsey, Lord, and more all come out in support. Adele spoke out at the Brit Awards for Kesha, saying she would, quote, like to take this moment to publicly support Kesha. Dr. Luke then breaks his silence on Twitter later in February saying, quote, they are getting behind an allegation only motivated by money. Kesha writes a letter to fans saying, quote, this case has never been about a renegotiation of my record contract. It was never about getting a bigger or a better deal. Yeah, no shit. This is about being free from my abuser. I would be willing to work with Sony if they do the right thing and break all ties that bind me to my abuser. And this is where Kelly Kelly Clarkson comes in in March on an Australian radio station. I think this is the most damning thing. No, no, this is back in... um, 2015, I think. 2016. Oh, oh, okay, okay. 2016, March, uh, she goes on an Australian radio radio station that she uh, and said she only worked with Luke, quote, because literally I got blackmailed by my label. They were like, (laughs) we will not put your album out if you don't do this. She also said, unfortunately, when you have that poor of characters, so many artists don't like you and don't like working with you. That's not normal. I get along with everyone I work with, but he's just not a good guy for me. Obviously, he's a talented dude. He just lied a lot. I've run into a couple of really bad situations musically it's been really hard for me because he will just lie to people and it's like what and it makes the artist look bad he's kind of difficult to work with kind of demeaning and that's since you've been gone that's the first <laughs> that's the song that kind of put him on the map why and do labels love him so much then <laughs> i think because he makes maker. hits if you make money yeah. it's money talks he's Jack referred to does too Yes, yeah. he's yeah. referred to as the best friend of every pop singer. It's not just fucking disgusting. This they guy have not had a good best friend. Th- no, get <laughs> better <not>. friends. <laughs> but it is kind of crazy because there's just so many producers that are outspoken against him. There's a top music. Ma- manager that would not give his name it said luke is a terrible person he's very talented obviously he's a guitar player interested in pop beats but he's diabolical no one likes dealing with him he loves his guitar i heard from your last episode he's very talented (laughs) yes well if and if he does have other victims alleged victims out there 
why would they come forward after what he's done? Who knows? But I certainly know that yeah, it is in they both learned their Pink lesson. and Avril Lavigne's contracts that they are to never work with him. Oh wow! They're, so it's like those are two huge. And when were those drafted? We're, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, probably it, before a lot of this hit the fan. But it had to be yeah. years and years and years ago. I mean, and, Avril yeah, Lavigne. It's not like Avril Lavigne is still making music. No. So yeah. this was a while. <laughs> um, unfortunately, actually, she does. I think, but. <laughs> Is still a huge, okay? Um, and also, and Pink actually had, I think I have a quote from Pink too. He's like, he sucks. I uh, love Pink. Also in March, Kesha, we'll do an episode on her. Please. Also, also in March, Kesha officially appeals the judge's decision to deny her injection injunction for freedom from her record contract. And that's when she goes on Insta and does, Jackie already talked about it, how she was, she's apparently offered to get out of her contract if she just all took backsies, all right. that shit she said about what actually allegedly happened in April. See how I said actually allegedly? That's I wish works, she right? got that in writing <laughs> or, and this is a good yeah. lesson in general. If people send things that are not nice to you in a potentially uh, law-violating way, just screenshot it and save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep everything. Yeah. Make digital copies. Yes. Yeah. In April, a New York judge throws out Kesha's counterclaims of abuse against Dr. Luke, stating that Kesha is acting, quote, unreasonably. And here's where we have this thing. I'd like to unpack this a little bit. That, quote, every rape is not a gender-motivated hate crime, end quote, while also citing a lack of jurisdiction evidence. A, what does that matter the judge further said, I think Kesha's on her period. Yeah, like, what does that matter? <laughs> like, I don't even understand why he would even Hysterical. say that. Yeah, that, that seems like a really just asshole well, so thing to the, say. The first basis, and I think Brooke actually went into it a little bit more, but the I can at least unpack why it was said. So California has a special crime, or civil violation, I guess, in this case, that is a claim of gender violence. And it requires... Physical invasion, so like it's its own thing. So she claimed sexual assault and battery, which is the obvious um, physical offense. Sexual harassment in the professional employer context, unfair business practices and harassment kind of all fit into that employer-employee relationship and violations thereof. But the gender violence claim, California-specific, which is another piece of potentially why jurisdiction matters, or it's an example of that, that different states have different laws to protect folks. Uh, but it requires a physical invasion and some form of sexual discrimination, an employer relationship, and sex has to be a motivating factor in the offense. So that, it's kind of required by the law that you show that gender was a motivating factor um and this is something that comes up a lot with with sex crimes and hate crimes in general like can you say that there is an inherent misogynistic aspect for example mm. so she would have to prove what? that he sexually assaulted her specifically because she was a woman which which yeah the, the problem the problem being that you have to prove that in court so it's like right to it's us weird. it may seem obvious and i i don't want to this is nothing to do with the fact that like many men are victims of sexual assault and abuse as well. So rape is not always a, you know, right. female-specific sure. gender-based hate crime. But the problem with this is, like, yes, it the, the, the actual, like, legal definition of gender-based hate crime does not apply in this specific situation. It's still a gross thing to say. I think that we can all agree to that. But it's, like, yeah. what she... For what she was saying, and, and also the judge who said that was a woman. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I the, assumed but, gender there. I said he. 
<laughs> but it, I think that's like notable, kind of, because yeah. it's like it, it just it, she also right. they, get it. they probably get it in a yeah. Sense. It's like you. It, part of me is just like I understand that like sh- what what she's saying is like right. technically from a very clinical legal standpoint, it, it's not a gender based hate crime, even though it may seem like. But what would you have to such say? Such a weird standard, right. you know. But it's like, how do you prove that? I'm raping that? and punching you because you have a vagina. Like, right. yeah. that's yeah, the thing. It's, like, it's she, impossible to prove. Right. right. The judge. It sounds callous coming from her, but she's saying it from a standpoint of the law. But the law doesn't make much I'm sense unclear. to me. Yeah. Like how how are you, how were you ever supposed to prove that? I wonder what does qualify under California. Like what has been shown to fit that definition. I mean, I could mm-hmm. see in lesser scenarios in an employment context that it's like somebody grabs your ass at work or, or like calls you like honey yeah. and tells yeah. you you're not smart enough because of your lady Any of brain. those ironically yeah. lesser invasions but that are clearly because there's a gender dynamic right um but also there's something natalie you said you know it sounds callous and it it is callous and i think that there's something we have to remember with all of this is like laws are laws law sometimes laws are callous like sometimes laws are cruel to be very clear but to be crystal clear about what's happening and that's why legal proceedings are so tough on victims yeah i think we we have to almost like dismiss this idea that we've built in our heads that, like, the law is the ultimate standard of morality because it's not. Oh, my God, obviously. If we haven't learned anything from the last five years, Jesus Christ. Well, and for also, I mean, think of murder cases. The evidence that comes out, it hurts there, too, and it's very, very clear there, too. If somebody's alleging child abuse, it's going to get ugly and it's going to get very unemotive. Right, but isn't that sort of why laws are nebulous in a way where we're not supposed to, why people get really, like, intense about, like, the Constitution and amendments and stuff. Um, They're amendments because things have to change sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes these cases almost just, like, provide a window into something that doesn't work very well and doesn't need to change. Or that we need to tweak, yeah, because this in the inverse to the Constitution is, I imagine, a pretty new law. Um, so I'd, I'd like to see how it's working in California, if it's worked in other contexts, or if it's just kind of like, we did a good thing on the books, so we feel good about ourselves, but then in practice, it doesn't help. And I would like to add that this same judge um, this is California followed one. up her, this California judge followed up that statement by saying, um, Cash's claims of intentional infliction of emotional distress was dismissed so because show. the judge said... Claims of insults about her value as an artist, her looks, and her weight are insufficient to constitute extreme, outrageous conduct that's Mm. intolerable in a civilized society. And once again, it's like, but look at the industry. Like, honest, but yeah, but I imagine that because intentional emotional distress is such a hard claim to prove because you have to show that somebody is saying something mean with the purpose of breaking you and so if you look at the entertainment industry it's like i wasn't saying she was fat because i wanted to break her but because mm-hmm. it's the truth in hollywood it's more like everybody's equally broken in the yeah, industry yeah. yeah so and i think it yeah. just shows that what we really need to change is the status quo what's considered yeah. mm-hmm. normal because if this, if this does not constitute uh extreme outrageous conduct intolerable in a civilized society are we a civilized society nope really <laughs> yeah like what does then qualify if that doesn't 
It also depends on when the laws were put into place, because apparently since then, California state laws regarding sexual harassment and gender violence have been amended to include mm. anti-waiver provisions, meaning that proof of rape would be enough to void a contract. So, so you have to prove rape, though, and that's You have tricky. to prove it, which is the issue. And uh-huh. I think that, that honestly would probably still have applied to this, but... Like I was saying with the civil versus criminal, that's the tricky piece here. Right. Yeah. So uh, Kesha is starting to perform at Coachella. She has to <laughs> fight against Dr. Luke, but she wins to be able to perform at the Billboard Music Awards. Pebe, Pebe drops her countersuit against Dr. Luke. Kesha herself drops the California lawsuit and ends up just opting to focus on that New York suit to be by released him. from her contract. Yeah. She delivers. So, well, tw- it's by him mm-hmm. defamation mm-hmm. suit. Yes, yes. She delivers 28 songs to her label around this time, which she financed by herself. And then I name this next section, He Sues and He Sues. Man, he sues. He loves it. (laughs) Dr. Luke sues Kesha's mom again, claiming she didn't allow him to amend his original suit with new complaints, but continued to make defamatory comments about the alleged abuse. She's such a bitch. Now it's 2017, and Dr. Luke threatens to sue Kesha again uh, for defamation over a text she allegedly sent to Lady Gaga the week after she lost her injunction in which she claimed Luke sexually assaulted this another artist. makes no artist. sense to me. Kesha, I don't understand this. Kesha accuses Luke of financially cutting her off and still not compensating her for the timber track. Kesha releases emails a month later alleging from do- allegedly from Dr. Luke in which Luke appears to intimidate Kesha into dieting saying, quote, A-list songwriters and producers are reluctant to give Kesha songs. That was that part. Lawyers, uh, because of her weight, lawyers for Dr. Luke moved to subpoena a Kesha fan who runs a Twitter account that helped organize hashtag free Kesha protests. So before we move on really quick, like how is the text thing even like allowed? It I don't get It was a private that. conversation. Yeah. And it was a private conversation that was only related to the public because Dr. Luke's team yeah. subpoenaed so how is it to allowed? be released. Yeah, how is this? I don't get that. So they subpoenaed it, it sounds like. Um, so subpoenas can actually be issued by lawyers. There's a special kind of subpoena, which is a judicial subpoena, that I, in my past job, like you kind of have a different standard of what you review. But um, lawyers can issue them and see if... The other party, the onus is on them then to say no and, and potentially get challenged. So I imagine it was probably a lawyer subpoena to the person. I just don't understand how he, he can say it's defamation if he was the one who made it public. Uh, that's a good point. Um, but the the public element, it, it doesn't have to be the world at large. It can be the fact that Kesha said it to Lady Gaga. So another uh, person. is amazing to me because it's like... How can you sue someone for defamation for essentially gossiping about you? Because if well, this that's, is- that's the thing, though. If it's a very specific allegation, imagine these people weren't celebrities. And I... So you're like, saying, like, if we texted each other that, like, Holden poops his pants. Yeah, either whatever exactly. he does. So, <laughs> uh, but it has to be something a little bit worse. Like, it has to be a provably false criminal sort of conduct is good. Holden likes to make love to stuffed animals. Animals, or actual animals. And that's not illegal either, I hate to tell you. Yeah, actual animals, bestiality. In a store? In a store? But either way, you could, I could then, if I found out about that, I could actually sue. Yeah, because it's like, your reputation then is damaged to somebody. Bad reputation. Bad reputation. Ooh. I'm sorry. I just started singing Taylor Swift. Don't I just love her you so much. I don't even dare know. Don't make this about Taylor Swift. <laughs> He's it's on trying. reputation. It's on the album's reputation. 
But also, like, professional elements, too. Yeah. This is another person that he could work with, has worked with, that his label works with. So it's like, you can imagine gotcha. the harm if somebody totally. in the label, yeah. I get it. Uh, all right, so in March of 2017, a judge rejects Kesha's amended countersuit against Dr. Luke, which for a third time sought freedom for, from her record deal. The judge totally victim blames, saying this nonsense. This is what I wrote in my notes. Quote, with respect to the prescription agreement signed in t- November 2008, Gottwald's allegedly abusive behavior was foreseeable. Um, interesting. All right, and then... Oh, she had already said... Whatever. Yeah, I guess it was foreseeable that he was going to rape her. Bye uh, bye, Dr. Luke is my next section. Yikes. Dr. Luke steps down as CEO of Kimasabi Records, though, claims to still have a relationship with Sony in some form. Dr. Luke's Tennessee, so that's a yay. Dr. Luke's Tennessee defamation lawsuit against Pebe is dismissed. In July, Kesha releases Praying on Kimasabi Records and announces her third album, Rainbow, to be released that same summer. Dr. Luke then subpoenas Lady Gaga in his defamation case against. Over the alleged text, Gaga's people release a statement saying Dr. Luke's team is attempting to manipulate the truth and draw press attention to their case by exaggerating Lady Gaga's role and falsely accusing her of dodging reasonable requests. Pink, this is the Pink interview for the New York Times, says, I know that regardless of whether or not Luke did that, this is his karma and he earned it because he's not a good person. Uh, I love that. That should hold up amazing? in a court of law. Right? Yes. Like, I don't care if he did it or not. He sucks. He's, He's a fucking sucks. so much of an asshole that he deserves this. Uh, Kesha uh, does that amazing performance of Prang at the Grammys in January 2008. It'll make you cry if you watch it. I do love but- that she... That Have he, you seen Dr. Luke play the guitar? I mean, <laughs> oh my God, he is pretty good. That she, Kesha's memory from that night is like getting a giant hug from all these people that oh. the media had previously pitted against each other. It was just uh, us saying no. I love it's it. It's interesting because I, I was that. putting a very traumatic experience on display, but it yeah. was something I consented to. I was also terrified. But if something terrifies me, I feel like it may be important. Even if it sounds like utter hell and I just weep on the microphone, at least I tried. This is something that we kept saying in the last episode of, regardless, Kesha is a very positive person. and She's wants- very healthy-minded. Yes, and is working through it and is talking about it. And I, I love that she's giving the part of conversation where she's not just a victim, but she yeah. needs to tell her story. And it's important for visibility for people. Yeah. It's Absolutely. important to see these things. And I'm so happy that she's talking about it. I wish it didn't fucking happen to her. But ain't allegedly was easy to come by. And you know what? You know where she probably learned that? The IB program. Oh my God, go. we're so smart. <laughs> so gifted. A big, back. A, a big setback in the case is that a New York appeals court sides with a previous judge who ruled that Kesha is not permitted to make any further appeals to be released from her contract in a court case pertaining to Dr. Luke's defamation suit lawsuit against her. So that's a big bummer. Hmm. Uh, then things get weirdly high schooly. Lady Gaga <laughs> finally releases those texts, and in them, Kesha claims Katy Perry was allegedly sexually assaulted by Dr. Luke, and Luke's filing claims that Kesha encouraged Gaga to spread negative messages about Luke in the press and on social media. The lawyers told Variety it would have remained completely private, except that Dr. Luke and his team took an email obtained by only in Discovery and decided to publish it to millions of people in his amended complaint against Kesha and then claimed reputational harm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. They're just reconfirming what you said, Natalie. Uh, Then there's this weird... This is where things get high schooly. There's this weird text issue between Gaga, Kesha, and Katy Perry in which Gaga texts Kesha that Katy is, quote, 
mean? Gaga takes to Twitter saying, these are old texts. We've matured, gotten over the past, love each other, and share deep respect. Katie is my friend and is a truly kind soul. End of story. Heart emoji. So they worked it out. Gaga's 2017 deposition is unsealed in which she recounts how she first met Kesha in Dr. Luke's home studio and that Kesha was in the back room uh, wearing only her underwear. And then Mm. Gaga says, I think this is one of the most damning things too. Gaga says, so if you're asking what my view is of of his reputation, I made my view of him and his reputation when I saw her in that back room. That was an image of that, of something that happened to me. And I felt and knew in my heart that she was telling the truth and I believe Mm. her. And I believe her too. Ha, he's working so hard to pit them against each other and it's not working. It's not not working. working. He said they're all hugging at the Grammys. Uh, Yep. So in 2020, Kesha's fourth album, High Road, is released on Kimosabe slash RCA in January of 2020. In February, a Manhattan Supreme Court justice named Jennifer Schechter rules that Kesha defamed Dr. Luke in that text exchange with Lady Gaga and the accusations concerning Luke and Katy Perry, who is mean. Schechter also orders that Kesha pay Dr. Luke over $373,000 in royalties. Kesha's legal team plans to appeal that rolling ruling and uh i have some quotes to kind of close things out but oh, real yeah. quick before we do that i did want we did want to talk a little bit which is very interesting about how they're trying to argue that he's not a public figure but well, also so that was the the asterisk on why she ruled against kesha okay. for the defamation thing it was because public figures it's harder to claim defamation because there's a public interest in the goings-on of their life um, there's kind of the idea that they consented to a little more conversation. Public scrutiny. Public scrutiny, exactly. Um, so just for, for context, Jennifer Schechter was also the judge who ruled in favor of one of Trump's victims in a defamation case when Trump had said mm. that he hadn't raped her or, or sexually assaulted her, whatever the case was. So Jennifer Schechter has been kind of on, on both sides of the victim assaulter spectrum for what it's worth hmm. as a judge, but the public figure calculus, uh, it's a tricky one. I just hearing how much about Dr. Luke has been in the media. It's hard for me to feel like he's not Somebody who's well known. Yes, this is the thing to be said as a private citizen, even just the snapshot in 2012, Dr. Luke had more than 200,000 Twitter followers this is in 2012, 2013. The media coalition's brief notes, Dr. Luke had written 40 hit songs, mm. 16 of which topped the Billboard Hot 100 chart. By October 2014, when he filed his first defamation claim, Dr. Luke's success as a music producer had landed his name in headlines at least 39 times and in news articles, 500. 77 times in more than 50 major publications. He had also received four Grammy nominations. How is this man not a public figure? That's very good evidence right? that you're I citing guess. too. Like the, the number of headlines. Um, I will say like Natalie and I were talking beforehand. Um, I don't know if I know his name from anything before this before the Mm -hmm. trial yeah i would agree with that it's tough because so much of his attention has come from this which has been a multi-year process but Uh the most recent development is that 2020 we have these anti-slap rules in new york which is where the case is so jokes on you choice of law new york folks um and slap stands for strategic lawsuits against public participation so when these laws were passed they were aimed at 
the likes of Harvey Weinstein and Trump, who try to intimidate and bankrupt their victims by making all these defamation claims and, and just keeping them in, in years of litigation when the alleged abusers can afford to do that and the accusers can't in the same way. So those tend to reclassify public figure. It strengthens victims' rights to say certain things. So it's possible that under those new guidelines, the the public figure designation could be reexamined, given that the case is still pending. So uh, we'll see where that goes. Uh, yeah. um, I also just want to thank you for that. Um, yeah. Helpful. Mm-hmm. And I just also wanted people to um, know that during the, um, I don't know if you remember last year, there was a global pandemic going on. What? Uh, during, during the chaos of that. This is the first time hearing of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so during that, he, uh, Dr. Luke managed to snake himself back <sighs> into the industry, uh, being able to produce uh, Dojo Cat's song, uh, what's it called, Say So? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it Which was a huge banger. hit. It blew yeah, up on TikTok and like, yeah, completely made her career. And, yeah. and that's how he managed to get in of during course. all of this. Because it became a hit on TikTok, he was able to go undercover and he changed his name to oh. some other dumb name, like to some like, you know, like poppy name. Um, and he got, because it got famous on TikTok and it wasn't through like radio stations. Uh, ironic, they, by the they, way. They, I was they, just going to yeah. say TikTok. like, and it's on TikTok. What the fuck? Full circle. Full circle. Yeah. See, I know, okay. right? <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, but because uh, if it would have gone like big through radio and stuff like that and, and you know, like bigger companies, like corporations, they would have said no because of all right. of the stuff going on. But because it became famous through a girl on TikTok, I forget who TikTok it was. And those folks- It was everywhere. Young yeah. enough. Because they're potentially young enough that they don't get who he is. They're yeah. not doing the research. And, like, there's not any, and there's not any like uh, gatekeepers- Prohibiting yeah. his name getting except through. Doja Cat, like you would hope that uh, right. But you but know she's that's also the thing. A young woman in that's the industry, the with, like with Doctor Luke, if he's not stopped those allegedly, uh, those kind of guys, they will. There's always going to be yeah. another young girl who's hungry, who's desperate yeah. for and, anything. And, and we'll yeah. believe, we'll believe yeah. them. Not even saying like, oh, they're just going to like be okay with the salt. They're 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 going to the just tell themselves option is something. Yeah, they're going to yeah. tell yeah. themselves that they're it's not going to happen. And apparently he lies and he lies and he sues and he yeah. sues. And he sues. <laughs> so I've got a couple quotes here before uh, I I'm done on my end. Keisha said in an interview with Billboard, "When you work really hard at something, then you have it taken away from you is pretty devastating. I worked my ass off for a lot of years to be able to do it. I sang backup vocals and the first couple songs I was on, I didn't give a fuck because I just had this one vision. Once you earn that and make that happen, then you have have it taken away from you is pretty devastating. It's definitely a mind fuck." But she also said, "I truly feel like I've been through the shit and I've earned my happiness back." I also like this concept. She said, Musicians used to be the rebellious ones, but now I feel an overwhelming responsibility to be as emphatic and kind and loving and as safe of a place as human- humanly possible for people. Which I think is what a Pisces, spot. truly. What a double Pisces. I mean, her mom, her mom made it, so you know. Yeah. I know. I will say, um, it, you know, you do have to be careful what what sign your kid is going to come out. So I actually agree <laughs> with Phoebe on this. Uh, you got to watch out. There are some yeah, bad ones. Leo season. Season for me. Oh, 
So listen, don't have sex on Valentine's Day because I'm a Scorpio and that's how that happens. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, always have sex on Thanksgiving because that makes Leo's. And gain 50 pounds, damn it. I'm sorry. Unless you want to. (laughs) I honestly do. I, I think that like the fact that Kesha overcame all of this and or and like made herself and this is this is so trite what I'm about to say but I'm gonna say it anyway because <laughs> it's the for truth. It. Made herself the hero of her own story. She sure. badass. Yeah. She like was like I'm all of this that's happening to me and like all of these all the ways that I've been wronged, I'm going to take those things and like turn it into something good. I'm going to be kinder to people. I am going to try to like nurture others and yeah, build them awesome. up and be a more positive person. And it's like, not that I, at all that I'm saying that that should be your responsibility to do that because but like, damn, like whatever the is, outcome of the case is. She yeah, has she awesome. took it shown that yeah. she yeah. is the bigger person and the better person in this. Sure. And that she, yeah, that she can't be taken down by someone like Dr. Luke. So good for her. I am good. You know, like honestly, the fact that she was able to like she is you said in the last episode she has seems like she has a good partner it yeah. seems like she's doing like really that. well personally it seems like she like really is a kind and mature and good person and there are very few of those in the world so props to Kesha right. for her I All liked right. her when she was the female Andrew WK and I like her now <laughs> yes. hell so, yeah I, I, I might even say I stan her <laughs> whoa oh. I'm young oh. I see Ooh, it yeah, well. time to die. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. Gonna, oh, yeah. gonna die young. Um, hopefully we won't. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And thank oh, you so yeah. much. This has been Thanks so much it. fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I put a question even, mark at the even end. Even with all this heavy stuff. It's extremely stuff. cathartic to be able to scream yes. into yeah. a microphone all of these feelings <laughs> Bro, about Kesha this. Kesha's screaming. So. And yes. I'm frightened. I've been frightened As since I walked should. in. Good. Yeah. <laughs> pack, 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 pack. Well, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. And um, so for, for the exceedingly persuasive side, I'm Mackenzie Brennan. You can Hell find yeah. me on Instagram, MKZ Joy Brennan. On Twitter, when I am brave enough to go on, I'm Get Me to a Nunnery, but with the number two. And I do want to plug um, a friend of mine just mm. lost her husband to a DUI. And they have a two-year-old, and it's a it's shit. It's absolute shit. The person was going the wrong way on the freeway. Um, during a pandemic, no less, on a Tuesday. So what the fuck? Um, If you want to Venmo any donations, she's been really, really grateful, and we are too. She was the primary breadwinner. They have a young child. It was a very tragic and quick death, and it's it's extremely sad. We'll be sure to link the... uh, the, uh, We'll put the links up on our... Yeah, his name was Bobby Kramer. Um, He was really... He mentored every... Just another good person. Like, he was a medic and he brought everybody up in the community ah but if you want to donate anything to the family you can with the subject bobby uh venmo me at mkz brennan and i will send you a little screenshot receipt that it's gone on to to his wife Lindsay. awesome and i really appreciate it all right uh brooke do you have any dead people you're trying to raise money for <laughs> No, I do not. Uh, Name well, ten. <laughs> you can sorry, find. I'm I love just it. To, just trying to yeah, keep alive. Now, now I'm like, I, I feel weird plugging my Instagram now. Uh, uh, you, me? Can, you can uh, find me. You just want to see my party pics. Uh, I'm <laughs> at Brooke Party Girl on Instagram. If you want to see my selfies, you can find me <laughs> on Instagram at Brooke Brooke Angeline. You can find me on Twitter at BKE Rogers. Um, you uh, are exceedingly persuasive uh, podcast. You can find on Spotify and Apple anywhere you get your podcast. Oh, and Patreon. 
Hell yeah. And we have a Patreon, uh, exceedinglypersuasivepatreon.com. Yeah. We awesome. do a monthly bonus episode and some other fun things on there. So cool. we yell about the royal family. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. I do a stream every Friday with Jackie. It's a blast. We get hammered on White Claws and sing songs these days uh, on karaoke for you guys. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Also the page seven Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Boom. Check it out. There's so much stuff. Jackie mentioned the Twilight thing. That's happening among other things on there. (laughs) It's a really good investment. Oh, I scream. Uh, Natalie. Ah, the Daddy Jean on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And I do page seven with these guys. And I uh, have a new podcast called Someplace Underneath with Amber Nelson where we discuss missing women. It's so good. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. We're having fun question mark with it. Yeah, Uh, yeah. If you liked this, you probably should go there and check that out. More dead people. (laughs) Maybe not. Potentially alive. Oh, yeah. And hopefully, yeah, maybe alive. Yeah. And uh, that's someplace underneath at TikTok and Instagram as well. Awesome. And I'm Jackie Zabrowski. I'm not going to plug anything. I'm good. <laughs> I, I love you guys. your stuff, Twitch. You guys, Patreon. Me. Let's get yeah, out of here. We love worm. you guys. You know it. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Love it. Thank you guys so Bye. much. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. 